0: Good morning. I hope you are well, and I pray that you are happy. Today we celebrate the fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time. I'm Father John, and this podcast is meant to feed your soul and provide a moment of calm. You are a blessing and a gift. God loves you. I'm inviting you to join me every Sunday to pray and reflect on the Word and to celebrate God's love. We begin in prayer Psalm seventy one one to two, three to four, five to six, fifteen to seventeen. I will sing of your salvation. Together, I will sing of your salvation. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, rescue me, and deliver me. Incline your ear to me, and save me. Be my rock of refuge, a stronghold to give me safety. For you are my rock and my fortress. O my God, rescue me from the hand of the wicked. For you are my hope, O Lord, my trust, O God, from my youth. On you I depend from birth. From my mother's womb, you are my strength. My mouth shall declare your justice, day by day, your salvation. O God, you have taught me from my youth, until the present I proclaim your wondrous deeds. I will sing of your salvation. Together, I will sing of your salvation. Our first reading for this Sunday comes from the prophet Jeremiah. Chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, 17 to 19. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I dedicated you. A prophet to the nations, I appointed you. But do you gird your loins? Stand up and tell them, all that I command you. Be not crushed on their account, as though I would leave you crushed before them. For it is I, this day, who have made you a fortified city, a pillar of iron, a wall of brass against the whole land, against Judah's kings and princes, against its priests and people. They will fight against you but not prevail over you for I am with you to deliver you says the Lord our second reading today comes from st. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 to 13 brothers and sisters love is patient love is kind it is not jealous it is not pompous it is not inflated it is not rude it does not seek its own interests it is not quick-tempered it does not brood over injury it does not rejoice over wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. If there are prophecies, they will be brought to nothing. If tongues, they will cease. If knowledge, it will be brought to nothing. For we know partially and we prophesy partially. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I used to talk as a child, think as a child, reason as a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. At present, we see indistinctly, as in a mirror, but then face to face. At present, I know partially. Then I shall know fully as I am fully known. So faith, hope, love remain. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Our gospel today is from St. Luke chapter 4, verse 21 to 30. Jesus began speaking in the synagogue saying, Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They also asked, Isn't this the son of Joseph? He said to them, Surely you will quote me this proverb, Physician, cure yourself, and say, Do here in your native place the things that we heard were done in Capernaum. And he said, Amen. Amen. I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was closed for three and a half years and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet. Yet not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill, on which their town had been built to hurl him down headlong. But Jesus passed through the midst of them and went away. Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. Today. Generally, prophets speak of tomorrow, what is to come, what is coming in the future. But we start this gospel today with today. The waiting is over, the time has come. The spirit of the Lord is upon Jesus now. He brings good news to the poor today. He proclaims at this very moment release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. He has let the oppressed go free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Today, Jesus is in your midst. Jesus is with you. You would think that everyone would be leaping for joy, filled with gladness, People have waited for years, centuries for the Messiah. They have witnessed God work miracle after miracle throughout the Old Testament. I think of the parting of the Red Sea, to the feeding the people with manna. So we would expect them to be ready to receive the Messiah. Jesus says, today This scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing today. But they aren't ready today. Oh, yes, some were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. But that amazement faded. Wait, what? Isn't this the son of Joseph? My friends, I'm inviting all of us to hear these words today with fresh ears and open hearts. Today, Jesus is present in the word. Today, Jesus is present in the most holy Eucharist. And we also prepare for that time when Jesus will come again, today. And everything will hinge on our readiness to receive him now at the moment when he comes. But my friends, even today, there are those who refuse to accept him, who refuse to recognize him. When we hear words pleasing to us, we accept them, don't we? We're amazed. But when they disturb us, we might well dismiss them as not so good, worthless. When we examine our spiritual life, we realize that we are like the people of Nazareth in the sense that when the message of God is pleasing to us, we accept it. But when the message disturbs our conscience, we tend to forget or ignore it. We know today that there are people who run around church to church. They want a church where they can get good feelings, where they want to hear good things about them that make them feel good. We hear today that the people in the synagogue were so upset that they rose up drove him out of the town and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built to hurl him down headlong. How do we react when we're challenged? How do we react when the message of God requires a radical change? My brothers and sisters, we cannot take jesus on our terms but on his terms we cannot make jesus into who we would like him to be many of us want to shape god into being like us we want to we want him to think like a capitalist a liberal a conservative or or whatever we want god to do our will all these ideas about god need to be challenged And then, my brothers and sisters, we need to grow in conversion. We need to change. Jesus' teachings consoles us, for it is a gospel of love and mercy, peace, healing, and reconciliation. But, my friends, it's also a gospel which says, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Our gospel is a gospel for conversion of heart, a change in the way we live our lives. And so my prayer this day is that we recognize Jesus as the real deal, that we recognize Jesus, the Messiah, the Lord who loves, selfless love, And that we live that selfless love as we witness the power of Jesus in our lives. Our second reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians describes what it means to have this selfless love. We hear today that it's patient. If you're patient, you're slow to anger. You endure personal wrongs without retaliating. You bear with one another's imperfections, faults, differences. You give them time to change, room to make mistakes without coming down hard on them. A selfless love is kind. You know, I think of the, the gospel passage in Luke chapter 6 verse 33 to 35. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. Love your enemies, do good to them, and lend expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. For He Himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. A selfless love is, is not jealous. A jealous person, as we know, they want what others have. He or she wants things for him or herself. A jealous person is very selfish and does not have time to really recognize other people's gifts and talents and successes. A jealous person has to have all the attention. Here, look at me. A selfless love, my friends, is is not arrogant. You know, there are those among us who try to impress others with great accomplishments. They want to look good. After all I've done for you, that's a phrase that they often use. After all I've done for you, and you treat me this way. But love isn't trying to build up me, myself, I. Love is trying to to really build up the other person. A selfless love is is not rude. It's courteous, polite, concerned about what others are experiencing and going through. Again, it, it moves us away from self, toward the other and this love this selfless love is not just for a select few but we give it to all today my friends god is present today jesus shares the word with all of us today jesus in the words of saint paul delights in the truth wherever truth is to be found indeed we could Replace place the word love in that beautiful reading from Corinthians with the word God. And we would have a wonderful portrayal of the God whom Jesus revealed by his life, death, and resurrection. Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. Have a great day. Be sure of my prayers.